0: let's use the word empowering because I was at my house and they arrived and I was so excited and I put them on and my very straight um, housemate was like, okay, let's see, let's see. <laughs> and I did a fucking runway oh all around goodness. that house and it did not stop for about seven hours straight. I walked in the patio, I was in the living room, the lounge, I was video calling my friends. I was like, oh my God, look at me, I'm queer.
1: <laughs> that is fucking amazing. <laughs> Never boring It was pretty insane Sometimes shocking Oh Oh my god, no Unapologetically fucked up chat Where there is always a fair bit going on And I'm super excited about it Are you ready? I'm ready I'm ready I'm ready Here's Terry Where I went to university It was a lot different to where I live now Which is in Melbourne, Australia And people there were far less accepting of people who were either different and especially people within the LGBTQIA plus community. And regardless of where I've lived or what I've been doing, my whole life I've always been like, fuck yeah, you do you, whatever makes a person happy, I'm absolutely here for. I don't care literally what it is. If it makes you happy, it makes me happy. And in my last year of good old Dunedin, I lived with a guy who I did get along with really well but I could always tell that he wasn't entirely being himself but I would never push somebody to talk about something that they weren't ready to talk about and I could only be there as much as possible and try and show him that I was there if he did want to talk to somebody about absolutely anything I wanted him to know that and we never did end up talking about anything but one thing i did always appreciate was his flawless makeup that i admired from afar but i never wanted to make him feel uncomfortable by saying anything because he always said so many times that you know he was straight he would talk about girls and and i was never going to question that if that's what he was saying then that's that's what i would believe so, fast forward a few years later, I'm in the smokers area at Revolver Upstairs, an infamous nightclub in Melbourne. If you know, you know. And from across the room, I hear this Terry! <laughs> coming in so hot and it's this absolute fucking queen it's the guy I used to live with being his incredible self and I can't even explain how happy I was to see him like that and now He's on the show, and I'm so fucking happy about this. So welcome, Frank slash Gabriel Stone, the absolute queen. Welcome. <laughs>
0: oh my God, I'm so excited. Thank you.
1: Well, let's start with our story, I guess. So we lived together in a house of, fuck, how many was there?
0: I don't know. There were so many people coming in and out. I swear there's like 20 people. The but- whole
1: time you never really felt I don't know comfortable to express who you really were and I could always tell that you weren't entirely being yourself and I wish at the time you felt like you could have talked to me because I see you now and you are absolutely killing it I can tell (laughs) how happy you are now and I wish you could have found that happiness a bit earlier
0: I know it was so weird because like I think if I was going to talk to you when it would have been you because like we got on really well but, like, it was something I didn't even know. It was something I hadn't even really thought about. Or, well, I had thought about it because I fucked a guy. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, apart from that, I hadn't really thought about it. Um, no, I was just so nervous and it went, about, went against everything that I'd, like, grown up with. And I was like, no, 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 I'm straight. Yeah, I so like you kind of
1: convinced yourself that you were straight.
0: Exactly, yeah. And, like, I felt like I'd convince everyone else in the flat that I was straight.
1: I guess we did live with some kind of alpha males as well though so that would have been i guess intimidating as well like you know rugby boys big muscly guys yeah. that was the kind of people that we lived with so that would have made it 10 times harder
0: yeah i'm so weird i remember the first time i like i was going out with you and one of the other girls i can't remember her name now and i like put on like a face of makeup and i was wearing like ripped jeans and a cute shirt and i was like cute this will be fun and then um it's like you're wearing fucking ripped jeans, how queer can you be? And I was like...
1: He said that to you?
0: Yeah, and I was like, okay, cute. Oh, my Um, God, that is
1: so fucked. I know,
0: I look back now, like, at the time, I was like, oh, well, you know, okay. I was like, well, no, I'm straight, thank you very much.
1: Yeah, because I feel like you were constantly trying to portray the message that you were straight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I hate that you feel like you even have to say that. It shouldn't matter if, like, who gives a fuck if you're straight? You don't have to keep saying it kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, but I, I don't know. It was hard because you were trying so hard to, I don't know, almost fit in. You felt like you had to be this person when in reality you could have been the exact person who you actually are and, I don't know, maybe been more accepted differently from me i mm. i hated seeing that you i could tell that you weren't happy and it was it was hard it was hard to watch but i also didn't want to put pressure on you to feel like you had to talk to me about it
0: yeah and like it was just something that i wasn't really talk about or even really consider as an option yeah um as i said like if it was going to be anyone that was talk about it'd yeah. be you yeah
1: did you ever bring any boys back to our house secretly?
0: Fuck no. <laughs> no. I was like, I don't need anyone sneaking in or out of here. And one of the boys being like, oh, oh, there he goes. My first hookup in Dunedin, I did sneak out of the house and was like, oh my God, I'm being so naughty. It was like my first ever time on Tinder and I meet this cute boy. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to do it. I'm queer. <laughs> it was a shambles. It was not it. Oh I my God, like, tell the story. So he only lived like five minutes away, so I was like, okay, cool, that's right. I don't have a car, I'll walk. I was stone cold sober, which was a bad idea, and it was like 11.30 at night, I remember like, and then I got there, and he was just like, just come in, you know, room third on the left or something, I was like, cool, walks in, goes in, he's just lying there watching Orange is the New Black, and I'm like, so, I was in like a puffer jacket, some like really mask jeans, like some shoes and everything, he's like, so you're gonna get it? I'm like, oh, of course. Jumps in the bed, fully oh. dressed, fully puffer jacket, lies like a fucking board. I'm like, he's like, are you gonna take your clothes off? I'm like, you gonna do it
1: with a puffer jacket, get absolutely fucked.
0: I was like, I don't know what to do, what? And I was like, okay, cool. Um, okay, and he's like, So you're gonna get undressed? I was like, oh, yeah, so I climb out of bed, take my clothes off. I'm like, cool. And now I'm just like lying there awkwardly, and then he's like, I'm just gonna finish this episode, then we're good to go. And I'm like, Cool, okay, (laughs) so we're just like lying in the watching Orange the New Black, making like small talk, and like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And then it just went downhill from there. It just
1: oh, how could it go more downhill from getting into bed with a fucking puffer jacket on?
0: <laughs> um, he said he's a bottom, but he's not a bottom. Oh and I was god. like, I'm not bottom. Did
1: you already know what you were before you'd even experimented?
0: Well, um, I had kind of slept with a lot of girls. Not a lot. Of... <laughs> Two girls. So I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> i slept with so many girls. He's fucking whore. <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, I'm a top. I'm a top. But um, if you ever met me, you'd think I'm the biggest bottom. Here's me <laughs> and my tiny wee daisy dukes and my little crop tops and, like, my makeup oh on. Oh, my I'm God. Like, yeah. So have
1: you ever experimented the other way? Um,
0: straight A yeah. couple of times. Um, I was super wasted at the Gold Coast um, over New Year's this year, actually. And I was so blotto. I could not <laughs> see anything. I was like, I was staying at a hostel with some friends. They were all going to bed. I'm like, fine, Whatever scrolling through Grinder, and then this really cute like 24 year old was like hey what's up I'm like oh hm, your dick's about to be up <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. so I, like walk over to his hotel he's like cool I'm coming down the elevator comes down and this 45 year old big ass chunky man is like hey how you doing and I'm like <laughs> I just got fucking catfished I was like not this. So, um, oh my
1: god! Stop. In true
0: style, I went back to his apartment and then fucked me.
1: <laughs> what else would I do in this? He's like at least a hot forty-five year old.
0: No, not at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you still went bottom for that.
0: Well, I was very drunk, and um, yeah, like not not the <laughs> best decision. But oh hey, god,
1: I'm dying. What happens on the Gold Coast? <laughs> I'm
0: like that can stay there until you come to a podcast and tell everyone about <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Fear of It Going On podcast, where you share all your deepest, darkest secrets. <laughs> so, what what is the story of how you ended up coming out, like to your friends, your family?
0: Um, so Dunedin for me was where I kind of experimented a lot more. So, um, my ex girlfriend, um, she was good friends with a bunch of my friends, and we kind of hung out whenever she came up to Dunedin. And she took me to this party, and she was like, oh, my God, you'll love it. Turns out it's a full-blown queer party. And she was like, hi, this is my friend Frank. He's gay. And then walks out and leaves. And I'm like, cool. So I was fooling around with a few boys there, then went to a friend's place the next weekend. Turns out I hooked up with my friend's partner. Oh. That caused Oops. drama. So then I went and hooked up with that guy to make it even. And I was like. <laughs>
1: What else would you possibly do in that situation?
0: I know. It was like backyard, grass, we had grasslands all over us. But, hey, it was a moment. It was a moment. Anyway, so um, Dunedin was – I experimented a lot of things. Um, And then I went back to Central and I got in with a really good flat there and I ended up actually getting another girlfriend. And I was like, yeah. I know, back in, like, Central North So I you weren't like, yeah. really,
1: like, publicly out?
0: No, not at all, because I was, like, I was still trying to do that Christian little good boy thing and mm. be with girls because that's what was expected. Um, like, and from then, your family? Absolutely, yeah. Right. So they're, like, very Christian, very conservative, homeschool type people. Um, I was doing her at the time, and I started watching Drag Race. Cliche, I know. <laughs> Season eight, Naomi Smalls comes out. His as long ass legs, her ass is out. I'm like, oh. <laughs> hey, I have long legs. I could do that. Oh my god, you <clears> do <throat>
1: have unreal legs.
0: I will right now claim the longest legs title of Melbourne. Come for me in anyway. somebody
1: fight me and challenge <laughs> me on that. I will win. I will stamp
0: on you. <laughs> 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 um. So, yeah, and I was like, oh, so I was talking to my housemates. So I was like, so what would you say if I, like, bought a pair of heels? And they're like, oh, yeah, we support that. We love that. And then I ended up talking to my girlfriend. I was like, so? And she's like, so you gay? I'm like, no, I just like heels. She's like, okay. Anyway, bought heels, did some wigs, did some makeup, loved it. So your girlfriend it.
1: was totally accepting of that or she kind of knew
0: I think she knew I think her and yeah. all her friends yeah. knew. I was at every I feel like at that doing, point, the you hair, would, doing the makeup that's
1: that's really cool that she was like supportive in a kind of undercover way though
0: I do appreciate that like she was quite young at the time as well like we're a similar age but um she was just like no that's fine like she was a bit you know um standoffish about it at the start just because yeah. it's a bit of a shock and especially yeah. like back in New Zealand. Drag, queer—it's not. It's open. not as
1: progressive there as it is, especially in Melbourne, for sure.
0: Absolutely, like it's definitely gotten a lot better. But um, the South Island we were living—you just can't. You can't yeah. really walk around and. In- anything that's like super queer or anything like that so i hate that i actually hate it so much so to say fuck you i used to run around my little town in my big fuck me <laughs> boots and my little little <laughs> tiny booty shorts were like literally half my ass and at least one bull sack was hanging out I'm so <laughs> and, <true>. oh <laughs> my god. and i'm like i'm just going to the store I literally would go down to my supermarket and oh my god the guys and the 40 year old women be like
1: what are you doing? Oh, my God, are the attention, okay? though.
0: Oh, I do live for it. They just <laughs> stare at you, and you're like, and what? So move forwards a couple of years later. My best friend was getting married, and I was turning up in a really cute outfit. It was a very, like, matchy suit, very power suit moment. Um, And everyone's eyes were just like, okay, yep, he's done that. It was, like, red tartan, by oh the God, way. Power move. It was – I was like, mm-hmm, thank you. Yes, in case <laughs> no one knew already – Um, and then proceeded to get very drunk in front of all of my family's Christian church friends, (laughs) and the queer Gabby came out. Like, she was in full force. Like, I swear, a Beyonce song played, and I was like, choreography, I got this. One, two, three, four, slut drop, hair flip, and move, and thank you, pirouette, and then throw up in the toilets.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God, that is fucking amazing.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, anyway, um, my parents were going to find out, like, the next day, so I called them, um, and that was fun.
1: What did they say? How did the conversation kind of go? Were they surprised?
0: Um, sort of. So they lived about three hours away from me. So I just had a phone call with them, and um, I think towards the end, my mom was like, "I'm not actually that surprised," but she was crying the whole time. Like yeah. that's how big of a deal it is for them. So she was like crying, and like my dad was like, "No, you're not a man. You're confused. You've, you know, you've been um, influenced by the world. Like being gay is not a thing." And I was like, "Cool, cool." Like it's, it wasn't that hard because it's what I expected, yeah. which is why I'd waited for so long yeah. until I got to like the very last moment that I had to tell them. And I was like, "Cool, cool. That's fine then." Um, and then they wouldn't tell anyone in the family. They wouldn't tell anyone else. Um, <laughs> actually, my little sister found out I was queer because she found my drag page, and she's like, "Frank." Frank, is that you? And I'm like, yeah. And now we actually have the greatest relationship. Like are you I You and your
1: sister or are you and your parents? I uh, mean my
0: sister. No, yeah. definitely not the parents. Uh it's I feel like it's kind of an expected thing for people back in New Zealand, at least in the South Island, if you've come as queer, because everyone there is like farmers and hunters and have this really antiquated idea of what a man looks like and what It what's sucks right. in
1: such a progressive world though when there is so many people that are struggling to come out and be the real person that they truly are and when you think that your own family won't even accept it then how would you think like other people will i guess like i've been like so lucky with what i do and my personality and what I, like i have a podcast talking about sucking dick half of the time <laughs> and my mom's like go girl like get it and my mom is so oh, supportive baby. of that and it it breaks my heart to hear that other people don't don't have that same that same luxury, I guess, as I do. I'm so lucky and I'm so fortunate to have family that are uh, that are supportive of anything that I decide to do. So I'm so I'm so sorry to hear that it's it's not the same for you, but it sounds like you've made a lot of like good friends yes. and you're in such a good a good place now with your accepting who you are and those people that are close to you are accepting who you are as well.
0: Absolutely. I think Melbourne was by far the best thing I ever did. Like I only moved here just two weeks before COVID, so a bit shit timing. But even in lockdown, I am a 1000% happier. Like I did accept a lot of who I was um, before I moved here. But then moving here, just the amount, the environment, the amount of drag queens, the amount of queer representation. And yes, we can do a lot better in Melbourne, but it's a hell of a lot more than back home. But no, I, I love Melbourne so, so much. Um, definitely accept myself a lot more. I've got some really, really good friends. Um, yeah. And, well, I do drag, so.
1: Okay, yeah, let's get into the drag side of things. Tell me how... Gabrielle Gabby Stone came about. How did you decide on the name? Talk me through everything from start to finish.
0: Um, So obviously I kind of bought my first pair of heels back home and I was loving that I was feeling the fantasy and I – Fitted into the heels so easily. Like I bought a, bought a pair of like maybe five or six inch stilettos and I put them on. I was like,
1: oh. oh. I can't even. You're going to have to fucking teach me how to walk in those. <laughs> I'm like a docs flat foot. I can barely fucking put on makeup. Like you're going to have to teach me how to do a <laughs> This
0: things. podcast is going to video. We're about, <laughs> please be aware <laughs> while we start up the runway and lights. Um, But yeah, kind of did that back then. I loved it. It was just walking in heels for me was the biggest Head of ketamine I could even ask for. That is
1: exactly what you want. You want your head of fucking ketamine.
0: Literally.
1: So talk me through the first moment you put on, like, a pair of heels. Like, how were you feeling? What was going through your mind?
0: It was so empowering. Let's use use the word empowering because I was at my house – and they arrived and I was so excited and I put them on and my very straight um, housemate was like okay let's see let's see (laughs) and I did a fucking runway all around that house and it did not stop for about seven hours straight (laughs) I walked on the patio I was in the living room the lounge I was video calling my friends I was like oh my god look at me I'm queer That is fucking amazing. <laughs> it was uh, generally the best feeling. Like, that's probably one of my favourite things about drag. There's so much about drag you can love, but for me, the heels and the feeling of walking um, around them, for me, it, it is the most empowering thing for me out of drag. I remember walking out on the patio and like, putting on my um, tucking panties and oh my like my tights and everything. I was about everything. to say,
1: is there a trick to that? How does this tucking work?
0: Um, people do it lots of different ways. I I was gonna say like to, but no, I don't like to. Um, so tape, like builder's tape, master tape. It's like <laughs> we don't fucking, fuck around. Oh no, she ain't coming out. You are not gonna see a bull sack coming out of this tucking panty. Thank you, Miss Ma'am. No. <laughs> so Oh, there's about um three layers of tape. Um there's a tucking panty and then I usually like to wear my legs out because they're so glorious. And Honestly, hot.
1: they are. I will 100% be posting a photo that shows your legs for all the worthiness that they are, the incredible legs that they are on the fear of going on Instagram page because those things deserve to be spread far and wide. That um, came across Sorry, like, are you listening? Um, <laughs>
0: queer boys are Paran <laughs> in South Yarra. She said <laughs> it. Um.
1: That could be taken one of two ways and I want you to take it both ways.
0: <laughs> I was like, I will take both ways. Both <laughs> by three different people
1: <laughs> at the same time. <laughs>
0: See ya, <laughs> cubicle seven at Puffter. Is
1: there any straight drag queens? Is that a thing?
0: Absolutely. Actually, I'm um, one of my good friends from Queenstown, um, um, one of the one of the first girls I met, um, in Queenstown who did drag. She is married and has three kids. Um, she's 38, 39, um, and is a ballet teacher, and she fucking loves drag.
1: So, so I think that there's so many misconceptions about what drag is as well. So mm-hmm. you've just said she. Yeah. So she, I feel like there is a lot of people that would be like, "Wait, what do you mean she's doing drag?" They would think that it is, it like gets, it's for a man to dress up as a female. So that's that's what I think is a, another misconception.
0: Absolutely, that's a really good point because I think. It's always been a perception that it's, you know, AMABs or assigned male at birth are doing drag and they're transforming themselves and trying to look like a feminine presenting person. But that's not the case. There's so much more to drag than that. And you've got um, AFABs, which is assigned female at birth. Um, And so they do drag and they can either present a masculine um, personality or they can um, present a feminine personality. It doesn't really matter. Like, drag is drag. In that sense, so the idea that a side male at birth will be transforming to a woman, I feel like, is a very antiquated idea. It's potentially what it was back in the day, um, but it's very much not what it is now. Um, And there are so many different facets of drag, like the idea of just presenting, like going from male to female is it's such a basic idea of drag. You've got very creative drag. You've got very quirky drag. You've got um, clowny drag. You've got very um, campy drag, like um, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. That is like your quintessential drag from back in the day. And yeah. the big hair pieces, yeah. the big gowns, the big clown makeup. We love it. We live for it, and we <laughs> laugh about it. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, yeah, so you've got that. And then I think Drag Race has kind of given this – new stereotype where you need to present like a very feminine presentation so you'll find a lot of baby queens or not baby queens young queens start off with this idea that they need to be very pretty and very much um, like female presenting
1: that's so interesting because I I didn't know that I had absolutely no idea I knew that females could do drag but it's interesting to hear about why and how and the different types of it as well
0: Mm, absolutely. Um, when I first moved to Melbourne, I had, like, some goals, and one of them was to perform at Puff Dove.
1: I love Puff Dove.
0: I There's f- always,
1: like, a hot straight man in there. I was hooking up with this guy in Puff Dove. I had made friends with him, and I thought he was gay. And then he tried to take me home at the end of the night, and I was Not like, bad. what do you mean? And he, like, we just kind of had this, like, moment. He looks at me dead in the eye and goes, did you think I was gay this time?
0: Time. And
1: no. I go, I go. You're not. And we both like it was a joke. We both look at each other and just start losing it. I'm like, I have thought you were gay this whole time. That's right. It's like what? What a miscommunication! <laughs> like what a fucking miscommunication! How does this happen? <laughs> and then I look at him. I was like, Yo, yeah, well, okay. He's, like he was fucking hot, but I just thought he was like a, I don't know, like just a, So many gays are hot, you know.
0: Oh yeah.
1: It's not. It's not. It's not a weird occurrence. So then I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't do this anymore. Like, I, it's in my head. Like, it's gone. That moment's not there anymore. So we we parted ways by the end of the night. But I just, it was just hilarious to me.
0: Are we still friends? Do we still yeah, hang out? Yeah, is it still
1: a vibe? Do we, keep, we did keep hanging out, but I stopped hooking up with them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't put a damper on things. I'm shook.
1: <laughs> I'm absolutely shook.
0: I am... Um, Pretty much, if um, if I haven't made out with you, you're not my friend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> have we made out before?
0: No. Oh, my God. But, hey, here's hoping.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we de- it's, like, definitely plausible that we have not revs, and I didn't entirely remember. But next time we're at revs, I guess we have to push to make our friendship real.
0: <laughs> I think so. We just get, sign on the dotted line, I's and T's and all that shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> on the topic of hookups. Let's talk about sex.
0: Oh, baby.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about sex. So you're a guy and you also have sex with guys. So I feel like you're in a unique position to give all of the gals out there some fucking unreal sex tips. <gasps> give, give us your best gobby tips. Give us your best blowjob tips.
0: Okay, so um, it's, I don't know if it's a weird one. Maybe everyone knows this. Maybe I just learned it recently. But if you like hum while you're giving someone a gobby, like your throat vibrates.
1: Oh my God. And it
0: literally like against the head and it just like they love it. Love it. Even I got, don't do that. Really? No. It's got to be like really subtle. It's not like a <laughs> <"Mm-mm."> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Okay, humming enough to like make a sound, or is it subtle enough just to, just to like slightly vibrate, but it's not really like, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> You're not just sitting in the cubicle like, mm-hmm. I love, I love like, how it's okay? straight
1: to a cubicle. Like, what?
0: <laughs> Look, I don't I went, give gobbies
1: <laughs> at home. I don't give gobbies anywhere, only in fucking cubicles.
0: Look, I love going out. I love me a club night, and I'm like, Every club I go to, there's a million gays. So I'm like, wow.
1: Look, I would be lying if I said I haven't done that on multiple occasions. Yeah, I'm like,
0: (laughs) come on, get off your fucking high horse, (laughs) bitch.
1: Babe, I was never on it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. So that is one thing I have to try. Humming while giving a blowjob. Noted. Definitely noted. Anything else?
0: I don't know. I'm... I did actually hook up with a girl recently.
1: A girl? I know. Like an actual, like you were into it or it was like a fun, like hooking up with a girl patch? Like,
0: I'm not quite sure.
1: So would you maybe even consider yourself bi?
0: Well, I don't know. I think if I was ever to classify it, like obviously I'm still trying to like have a think That's, about it. And you don't stuff. need a fucking label. I, I really don't think so. But like if people need a label, it would probably be something like pansexual.
1: What is pansexual? You
0: I think there's one – yeah, so I'm not attracted to gender pro- – well, I am attracted to gender. It doesn't matter to me the agenda. It's about, the like, the connection and the communication, yeah. like, that vibe between people. Yeah, I love people. that. And I'm like, yes, because I have, like – obviously, I make up with all my friends. <laughs>
1: <really>. <laughs>
0: Naturally. Duh. If you don't, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, we were um, just fooling around. I was like, I'm not mad about any of this. I'm still a bit confused because I'm like – I. I do love Dick. I, I do love Dick. I'm like, actually, oh, my God. I remember telling her when we were, like, fooling around. I was like, just to let you know, I'm going to end up marrying a boy. But, like, this is fun.
1: <laughs> like, I'm enjoying this right now, but this isn't going to be forever.
0: Yeah, I'm like, this is the next, like, three, maybe eight minutes if you're lucky. <laughs> uh, uh. Hey, realistic expectations. Look,
1: yeah, at least I'm honest. I'm not, I'm,
0: I'm not one of those guys. Who are like, oh my god, I'm gonna throw it against a fucking wall and oh, it's gonna be the best moment you've ever had. Oh my 15 god, fifteen minutes, twenty like, minutes, totally an hour, not and even then like, that,
1: and then they come like two minutes later.
0: Yeah, let's see. My housemate, she won't listen to this, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> she um, hooked up with someone for the first time in a long time um, over the weekend, and she was like, "Yes, ready, fun, go, go, go." And he was just going so fast and so quick. She's like, slow down. Let's enjoy this. Let's have some fun.
1: Chill out.
0: He was like, no, no, no. I'm here for the pounding, the drilling. Two minutes. Two. Wait, so he was minutes. just like
1: trying to come and get out of there?
0: No, like he was into her, but like, I think that's just the only thing he knew. It's like he didn't know that enjoyment is. Oh my
1: God. People were so fucking stupid with that. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like when they can't, like, it's all about the tease. Like, even going back to our blowjob chat, like, you can't come in hot. You've got to start that shit so motherfucking slow. Kiss around their balls, like, a lick slowly, Everything. go to the tip of their head, fucking tease the fuck out of them for so motherfucking long before you digest that dick in your mouth.
0: All of this. Hi, we shall be starting a church together. Um, Pastor Terry on the mic here. (laughs) Now, before you digest, slurp and lick.
1: Honestly, okay, let's do it episode in the future (laughs) on blowjobs because there is a lot of education that needs to be taught both ways as well if like a guy starts going down on you and he just like starts attacking your vagina with his mouth it is the fucking worst like Give me a moment to start to get into this. Like a guy that starts to go down on you does like tease. It's the same both ways. Starts to go down on you, takes it like super slow, teases you. That's when you get like so fucking turned on. And that is like what builds you up to actually come. If you are just like doing this like outrageous fucking circular motion trying to find my clip for like 10 minutes. I'm never gonna
0: come. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna lie. Some of the best like coming sessions I've had was with this like sugar daddy man that I've been seeing. And Ooh, so I I may look like a bottom, but I love being like a pleasurer. I'm a, like a little bit of a top. And I'm like, if you're happy, I'm fucking
1: happy. That's hard.
0: And I'm like, yes, I love, love, love making boys, like, squirm and happy and, like, yes. oh, just to like, come everywhere. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. But anyway, so I went around to his house. We're having steak and drinking some wine and we're watching TV. And he was like we just kind of made our way back to the um, bedroom, bathroom, there too. Um, <laughs> Cubicle. <laughs> how dare you? Um <laughs> and like it was just it was such a tea session and there was like licking and kissing and slowly and so it took like at least 20 minutes 25 minutes to get down to actually my dick and then it, by that time I was like I'm about to explode and then there was just more teasing and then I kid you not it was like a fucking volcano and I was like yes <laughs> I've been missing out I've been missing out.
1: arrived at the destination. Honestly, that's like me as well. I have been seeing this guy. And what I recorded in the podcast yesterday explains why I haven't had sex in so long. And so it's been so long since I've had sex. It's been like three months. And him and I hung, like we went on a date. We went out for dinner. We ended up getting, like, super fucked up. We got super drunk. Oh, my God,
0: I'm sharp. <laughs> and then
1: we ended up going back to his, but we didn't bang, which is, like, fucking out of character weird for me, right? Um, and then we hung out a couple of more times, and it, it was, like, the third time we'd hung out, and we still hadn't had sex. And I'm like, oh, what is going on? Who gets to know somebody before you have sex with them? This is weird. <laughs> like
0: this is literally This is twenty twenty one bitch. You, we don't do that. No,
1: what what am I doing? So the the next time we hung out, we were watching um we were watching a movie at his house. And it got, like, three quarters through the movie, and I'm like, I have never watched this much of a movie before <laughs> with a guy.
0: Netflix and chills. Like, I used to watch yeah. you like I actually am. Then
1: eventually we start hooking up, and we go to have sex, and I'm like, no, like, you've got to use a condom. Of and he, he didn't have a condom. So we didn't have sex. And then – That's
0: very restrained of you. Like, I actually applaud that because – A lot of people are just like, no.
1: Do you know why? (laughs) this? Like my next podcast hasn't been released yet. But basically what happened to me is I, before like every fight that I have, I have to get blood tests done. So this happened maybe like three or four months ago. I have to get blood tests done to make sure no disease can spread through blood like when you have a fight. So this is like standard procedure for me. And I was getting my results back, and the doctor calls me, and he goes, "You've tested positive for HIV." And I'm oh, like, shit. I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like I did what any normal person would do." And I like I f- spazzed out, I freaked out. I was like, "What the actual fuck?" So long story short, he was like, um, this the results still have to be like finalized. I have to do more testing." And I was like, "This is so." Fucked. I, the entire story is like insane. I basically went on this big drug bender. I was doing anything that I possibly could to like not feel anything. The entire process was like over six weeks. And then eventually my test results come back as it was a false positive.
0: This whole thing, like, holy shit, that is the most sobering thing. It's a lot to go through. I I got misdiagnosed when uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. So literally did the exact same fucking thing. <gasps> and I went – It like, it wasn't as pronounced – like, it wasn't as long as yours because I got, like, a, a test and then it came back positive – went and got bloods and they're like oh it was a false negative but it's like four weeks in between the exact same fucking thing and I was like I was thinking about back in the day when people die and I remember calling my brother and my sister and I was just like stressing out I did the research and I was like fuck I I'm gonna look die at
1: it. I, did, I was too scared to look at it I can't believe somebody else how does that happen so often I don't
0: know I'm like how is this not something like because HIV obviously it's very treatable right now and I want to take away any stigma right now that anyone That's listening I, can yeah. think about it's very treatable. It is not a life and death situation. Yeah. But also, anyone who's listening, no matter whether you are um, straight or queer or whatever um, your sexual orientation is, get tested. Get tested frequently.
1: And that's what is such a misconceived idea. I feel like the idea, especially around HIV, when people go and get tested, they get the swab, which is Mm -hmm. chlamydia, which is gonorrhea, which is all of the ones that, yeah, are more common, but a lot of people skip the blood test results. And I get the blood test results every three to six months because of fighting. Yeah. So I that's why I get them. And I'm always so fucking careful with condoms because I'm like the main reason being like, I can never fight again if I've got (laughs) something. Like that's fucked. I would hate that.
0: Wait, sorry, really quickly. We'll come back to this in a second. But like can you not fight at all if you've got anything?
1: No, because the if you get a blood nose, if you cut somebody, Mm. that can transmit a blood disease. So before every – well, you've got to get them done – Usually um, it's six months, but sometimes it's three months, depending on what flight show okay. um, you're on. So yeah, I I've never been through anything like that. I can't believe you went through that as well.
0: It's the scariest fucking thing.
1: I can't even explain. Like. I was bawling like it happened three months ago and I was recording the episode yesterday Mm. and almost the entire episode I was in a room by myself crying because it just brought back the emotion of how I was feeling at the time and the thoughts that were going through my head. And everything that came along with it, like I thought of every single scenario that could possibly happen. I was like, oh my God, if I cut myself in the future, I'm going to be like, get away from me. Like if somebody tries to help me, I can never get married. I can never have kids. Like all of these thoughts were going crazy 24 seven through my head. And it's such an unexplainable feeling. And I didn't think anybody Well, I knew obviously there's people in the world, but I never thought I'd meet somebody that has gone through the exact same thing,
0: Uh, let alone be recording a podcast (laughs) with them. But also, like, for anyone listening, please don't be afraid of ever being with someone with HIV Mm -hmm. because if they've got HIV, they're aware they are taking every single precaution they can possibly have and they would like to live their life um, as normal as possible without that. And obviously they will let you know if they are going to sleep with you that they have that because they're obligated to. But – don't ever let that deter you mm-hmm. as long as you're being as safe as you possibly can. And don't be afraid of conversations. Um, if someone does open up to you and say that they have HIV, please don't be afraid of that conversation. Have that with them and be open about it. Um, and if you do want to have sex with them, then you put in places, uh, measures in place as well for yourself that can help aid both of you being safe. Yeah. Because there is, there's a lot of negative.
1: The stigma around it is Mm. still crazy. It's
0: mental. I didn't realize, like, I'm not going to lie, I met a friend at Rev's, and they opened up to me and said that they had HIV. Really? Yeah, and they, like, it was fairly recent for them. I'm not going to name names, obviously. Of course, of course. Um, But it was, it, it, it is a big thing for them. And they feel a bit worried about ever having sex with people because if they tell people, people get really scared. I'm like...
1: Well, we both know that firsthand. My, my experience and every thought that was going through my head, I was like, I'm never going to be able to get a boyfriend again. I'm never going to be able to get married. I'm never going to have kids. And this is before me knowing anything about the current technology and the current treatments, the current medication anything it was just of what i had i don't know seen on movies or heard about mm. throughout my entire life and there's such little education around what it is these days and how it is like almost treatable there's there's medications of and studies that i've read that there is now medication that you can take that will literally make you test negative to HIV i
0: didn't know that yeah
1: To actually talk to somebody that can fully relate to what I went through is insane. Like, how did you feel when you got your result back that was clear?
0: So um, I was in Christchurch at the time and I got my bloods done and it was pretty quick. Like, I got them done and there was like a day or two um, later and they called me and they're like, hey, you're fine, you're clear. And just the relief that went through my body because obviously, as we said, the whole um, idea of HIV was that it was going to kill me. It's going to fuck everything I'm going to motherfucking
1: me. die. <laughs> but it's so crazy to me that the stigma is still only gay people get it, only...
0: Oh, my God, we didn't even touch on that, but yes.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not true. It's Anybody could get this, literally anybody. But the reason why gay people are more susceptible to it is because... They're more, for one, they're more likely to have sex without a condom because they won't have to worry about getting pregnant. Yeah. And two is because it can be spread through bodily fluids, which is like dick-to-vagina sex, but it's more likely to be spread through blood. And when you have anal sex, it's more likely to have a little tear because it's not as wet as a vagina would be. So when you have sex that way, you're far more likely to have blood contact to go into your body. So that's why it is more prominent with gay men. But it is also still a thing with straight people. You can still get it through bodily fluids.
0: It's it's funny because even like when we are talking, I didn't even connect. Like it sounds really dumb, and maybe the wine speaking, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really connect. I was like, oh my god, like straight sex. Yeah. I was like, I was thinking very much from a queer sex per, um, perspective, and that yeah, that's kind of a fairly normal risk that you take or like accept. But
1: the HIV <laughs> is. A, a prominent risk. Uh,
0: yeah. Like I would say, about,
1: I'm honestly not going to like, you don't think of that as a straight person. You're like, Oh yeah, I might get chlamydia.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like I think 90% of my friends are all like prep and everything else.
1: So basically it's what I see it as. And what, from my knowledge, it's a drug that you can take to basically protect yourself from HIV.
0: Absolutely. So it goes prep, and here's another one. I apologise, I can't remember the other name, but there's two of them you take, and you have to take them daily. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about $120 a month um, if you're not under any, like, um, so insurance it, like or like Like on like
1: Medicare that. or anything like that?
0: Medicare. So I was looking into that. I'm lucky that I can get Medicare, which I'm apply Yeah, i I've apply got for. Medicare. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm pretty sure I can too. Yeah. Um, but I think it's about $40 a month for Medicare. Okay. So, like, that's pretty reasonable. That's, yeah. So you just take two pills a day. And that gives you your ninety nine percent pretty much chance of non contraction. if
1: you are to come into contact with it.
0: Absolutely. So if you and the other person taking it, there is no like these minimal risk. Yeah. Very minimal risk.
1: Especially if that. So there is another medication. So prep is what you take if you're HIV negative and you're obviously not wanting HIV. You're not. Mm. You're planning on not getting it, especially if you're sleeping with a. HIV positive person but there is another medication that HIV positive people take and it gives you basically if you're both taking this medication which is why couples now if one is HIV positive the other person will literally never be HIV positive as well and that is how far medical technology has come with this with this virus with this disease which it, it's so crazy that not more people know about that.
0: It's very um, under-documented. Yeah. There, there's not much interaction on it. There's no, not much social representation about it whatsoever. And It's really it's fucked because the people that do have HIV or the people that have had false positives or anything like that, you do the same thing that we did. We freak out and we're like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. And I'm like, they have to live with it. But if there was more conversation about it, is you realise, okay, HIV, yes. It's yeah. a pretty serious in regards to the viruses that come around and everything. how
1: far health has come and medication technology has come. It's not
0: the end all. Yeah. Anything I've said today is obviously my opinion and my perspective. Yeah, of course. My perspective and, like, anyone who is living in those circumstances that I've described are going to have a different opinion. yeah mm-hmm. Also, um, can we go for a pee and a yes. smoke? Okay.
1: Let's okay. <laughs> let's let's start to wrap it up now. We have touched on so much today. I wanna say that I fucking love you. I can't even explain. The moment that I first saw you being your true self. Oh, my God.
0: Stop, stop, stop. No, no, stop. I'm taking over. Okay. Because the moment for me was more euphoric than anything she has ever felt in her fucking life because straight sex. Um, And I remember I was – so I've kind of followed up with Cherry a little bit on her social media and I was like, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, funny story out of anyone in my flat back in Dunedin, Terry's the only one that I've actually followed on social media and I kind of keep in touch with. And then I remember, so it was like my second week in Melbourne. I was cooked out of my <laughs> motherfucking brains. I was in a gorgeous jumpsuit, like there was frill, there was Rhinestones, it was, it was a like wig. I was in drag, to be fair, for everyone. Um, I'd been at Puff Diff all night. I'd met a bunch of people. I was on so many drugs and drinks, so I didn't even know what I was on. And I got to Rez, and I was running around and meeting some people, and I go down to the smokers with my friends, and I look in the corner, <laughs> and would you believe it, a ray of light comes from the sun, <laughs> and it rains down on the trash queen herself, <laughs> Miss Terry. And I... She was not kidding when I kid you. I I was at the end of The Smokers and I yelled, Terry! (laughs) In that kind of voice because I've been smoking so my voice was (laughs) fucked. And I was like, oh my God, Terry. I literally ran to her in my like nine inch like fucking platform. So I was like, I gave her the biggest hug and her friends were like, who the fuck is this bitch? And I just laid down with her friends and cuddled. I was like, I miss you so much. Hello. And she's like, so you're queer? And I'm like, yes. And she's like, I knew. I'm like, I know.
1: <laughs> I was like, you didn't fucking fool me. But it made me so happy seeing you being your entire self, seeing you be the person that I knew you kind of were hiding from the world. And mm. to see you so happy, oh. I... I literally cried. I was Stop. Cr- I was crying in the smokers. It made me so fucking happy seeing you the way that you were seeing you express yourself. Seeing you be the fucking person that I knew you could be for a long time.
0: I just remember the conversation you're like I'm so happy and proud of you that you've finally come to this point. I'm like I'm so happy and like it was good. Also, I'm not going to lie, like 5 minutes later, um if you want spend to Revs <laughs> Um, I may have been given a few bumps of coke and I climbed up the revs cage by the DJ and slapped up to the floor, We're broke my outfit them. and then this boy was like, dance off. I'm like, dance off. Okay, did it, did it. I pinned him against the wall, climbed up the cage in these nine inch fucking platform stilos, and face fucked him against the cage. Thank you. I won drinks the whole night. You're welcome. Have I ever been back to revs? Yes, every fucking weekend.
1: (laughs) How good is face fucking?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, so that is pretty much that sums up like your relationship with Terry and I. That
1: literally does, and I'm so I'm still to this day so proud of you, how far you've come, and regardless of what anybody motherfucking thinks, Mm. your parents, dumb cunts that think they're allowed to have an opinion on who you are. Fuck them. I'm so, so proud of you.
0: I love I this so much. <laughs> this <laughs> is so weird. Like, to cry. No, I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> no, the producer outside is crying. That's not there. Thank you.
1: Well, let's, let's you. finish it okay. on the note of us both <laughs> shedding a few tears and being whoever the fuck we want to be.
0: A fucking man.
1: Thank you so much for coming on. Let's go oh, drink you.
0: more reading. Oh go, my baby god, baby. please!
1: Bye! Bye, you Thank you for listening to a fair bit going on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Until next time, take care.